Join us for the Living the Life broadcast on our series, Understanding the Goodness of God with Dr. Chooks Ugohe. Good evening. Welcome to episode 263. Uh, tonight is part 18 of the thought, The Goodness of God Makes Me Go for Glory. Uh, for the last 17 episodes, we've been sharing light on the glory of God as it connects with the goodness of God. The glory of God and as it connects with the goodness of God. All right, let's look into the word of God tonight. Um, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, chapter 4, verse 17. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, our light affliction which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. All right. Let's, uh, let's get there um, on this scripture. We have been on this scripture for the last couple of episodes. Let me state this, that affliction does not come from God. They say it again. Affliction does not emanate from God. God is too good. He does not have affliction in him. He does not give it to anybody. Affliction does not come from God. Where does affliction come from? Affliction comes from the devil. He came to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Affliction is the beginning of destruction. Affliction is the beginning of death. So Satan is the one who brings affliction. Whether it's affliction in your body, affliction in your mind, affliction in your finances, affliction in your circumstances. It doesn't matter what the affliction is. Anything that is making you uncomfortable and, and imposing suffering, pain, suffering of one sort or the other, it did not come from God. It did not come from God. Now, this is important that, that you get this. It did not come from God. So if it does not come from God, it must not be welcome in your life. If it does not come from God, it must not be received in your life. You can't receive what God didn't give you. If the enemy is the one giving you affliction, then you must resist the devil. Scripture says we must resist the devil. So, so there is a responsibility to resist the devil. Now, this scripture says that even though the affliction comes from the devil... It is for a moment. Satan's work cannot be forever. The only person whose work will be forever is God. Satan's work cannot be forever. No, 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 no. He, has, he doesn't have the power to impose his work in the life of a human being or in the life of a believer forever. No, it's only for a moment. Now, now there are two ways to look at the moment. It's either in this time, in this flesh, in this, in this realm, in this three-dimensional realm, the affliction terminates because you gained victory over the afflictor and the affliction. You gain victory over the afflictor and the affliction and you terminate the affliction and you are free from it. That's one way. So that's one way the, you know, the, uh, the, 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 the season of affliction comes to an end. Or you transit and go back to the Father. In which case, the affliction also ended because he doesn't follow you to the Father. Hallelujah. 
Now, now what we're saying now is that God wants us to defeat the affliction and terminate the affliction while in the flesh. He doesn't want the affliction to terminate our existence in the flesh and where we are now forced to go back to the Father because the affliction ended in death. No, we have been raised with Christ and he doesn't want the affliction to terminate our existence in the earth. Hallelujah. So, the light affliction is for a moment. Now, now, so the first way is the preferred way. The second way is an option. Because for the believer, going back to the Father is, is you know, um, it's not a bad thing. <laughs> the apostle said it's a good thing. You know, to, to go back to the Father is a good thing. To be, to be back with Christ is a good thing. But it's not preferred. It's, you, you want to stay here and finish your assignment. You want to stay here and accomplish the purposes of God for your life to the last, to the last detail. Amen. Alright, so our affliction, which is but for a moment. So you understand now, but a moment. Is that that you are able to uh, engage, engage the glory of God and gain victory over the afflictor and the affliction and manifest that glory in this body or the affliction and, uh, and the afflictor, they prevail as, as it were, you now transit and go back to the Father. But whichever way, glory, <laughs> glory manifests, glory. So the Bible says that it's, it's working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. A far more exceeding, a far more exceeding uh, and eternal weight of glory. So when we, when we engage the glory of God and the power of God and we are able to terminate the afflictor and terminate the affliction while in this body, there is still an eternal weight. Because what manifests, what manifests is that glorious body. Hallelujah. See, the enemy cannot afflict the glorious body. No, the glorious body is not open to affliction. Only this natural body is open to affliction. And we are saying that what we are learning is we are, we are able to access the powers and the privileges and the blessings of the glorious body <coughs> and draw from it the power to deal with the affliction and the afflictor. So whatever the affliction that you are facing, Maybe it's a person or group of persons or a circumstance or a situation or an element. I don't know what it is. But thanks be unto God who gives us the victory. We have the victory in Christ Jesus. We have the victory in Christ Jesus. Our desire is to manifest the victory in the body. Our preferred, our preferred option is to manifest that victory in the body. Hallelujah is to press in and manifest that victory in the physical body and bring the enemy uh, under our feet. The Bible says that Satan will soon be crushed under my feet. Under my feet. Not, not, not in the world to come. Now. So that's the preferred option. And how do we, how do we engage to get that preferred option? The Bible says... 
It is faith. Faith in the goodness of God. Faith in the goodness of God is what is required to defeat every affliction. Say, Pastor, prove it. The Bible says in Psalm 27 verse 13, If I had not believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, I would have quit. I would have given up. But the reason why I am not caving in, the reason why I am not quitting, the reason why the enemy is not prevailing is because I have believed that I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. So our faith in the goodness of God is the guarantee that victory will manifest on this side of eternity. Victory will manifest our faith in the goodness of God. So this is why you got to understand this thing about the goodness of God and let your faith be unwavering about the goodness of God. Take it again. Let's say that scripture together. I have believed that I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Therefore, I do not give up. Therefore, the situation does not overwhelm me. Therefore, my mind does not give up. Therefore, my body does not give up. Therefore, my spirit does not give up. Because I have believed that I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Amen. Now, in Exodus, I want to show you something. Uh, in Exodus, I believe in chapter 33, in verse 17. Exodus chapter 33, verse 17. So the Lord said to Moses, I will also do this thing that you have spoken, for you have found grace in my sight, and I know you by name. And Moses said to God, please show me your glory. Moses said to God, reveal your glory to me. Reveal your glory. I want to see your glory. Show me your glory. And God said to him in verse 19, I will make all my goodness pass before you. I will make all my goodness pass before you. And I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious. And I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. Hallelujah. The compassion of God is on us. The, oh, the graciousness of God is upon us. Now, what he said to Moses is that I will show you my goodness. Moses said, show me your glory. God said, I will show you my goodness. Meaning that the goodness of God, the goodness of God is an expression or the glory of God manifests as the goodness of God. I have come to see that the goodness of God is the beginning of the expression of the glory of God. Let me say that again. The goodness of God is the initial expression of the glory of God. Yes, yes. The, remember that the glory of God is in layers, is in levels. The Bible talks about going from glory to glory, from glory to glory. So, so there, is, there are levels, there are levels. The first level of the glory of God is the goodness of God. So, so when my, I have faith in the glory of God, the first manifestation of it is his goodness. So when Moses was saying, reveal your glory, God said, it's fine. I will show you my goodness. That's a, that's a, a manifestation of my glory. That's the first levels of my glory. I will show you. What Moses was really asking for was not going to be possible. 
Because Moses was basically asking for a revelation of Christ. Christ is the fullest expression. The risen Christ is the fullest expression of the glory of God in human form. So if Moses was saying, God, reveal the, your, your fullest expression to me, your glory. Uh, God says, no, it's not time yet. Jesus needs to come and pay the price and die and give his life on the cross. And by his death, the fullest expression of the glory of God in, to be revealed to man can, can happen. But since that is not yet the time, this, when this conversation was going on between Moses and God, God says, I will show you my goodness. It's still my glory. I will show you my goodness. It's just the beginning of my glory. So, so somebody, I don't know what you are dealing with, but what you, you want is the expression of the goodness of God in that situation. That's the glory of God. You, you want the expression of the goodness of God in that situation. And I speak today in the name of Jesus that the glory, the glory of God will, will, will pour into your life his goodness. He will pour into your situation, into your circumstance, whatever that affliction represents, that the goodness of God will come to terminate that affliction. To terminate that affliction in the mighty name of Jesus. So faith in the goodness of God is what you require to defeat every affliction. Faith in the goodness of God. And, 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 and it's our faith in our glorification that guarantees that we'll have that victory. The Bible says Christ in us, the hope of glory. There is Christ in us. And the Bible says that the Holy Spirit has been given to us as an initial deposit, as a confirmation that glory must manifest. Why? Because the Spirit of God brought the glory of God into our lives. Amen. So I have that glory. And the Bible says in Romans chapter 8 verse 30, I have been glorified. So I can put my faith in that glorification. I can put my faith in the glorious body that I have received by faith because of my salvation. And trust God that that glory will terminate whatever the affliction is. So maybe it's an affliction in your finances, an affliction in your emotions, in your relationship, in your body, in, you know, in the circumstances, somebody, in a, a messenger of Satan is persecuting and prodding and, and messing up your life. I don't know what the affliction is. But I want you to know it's your faith, your faith in, in, in your glorified state, your faith that Christ is in you, the hope of glory, the faith that you will see that glory in this body, in this time, is what guarantees victory. Faith in the glory of God guarantees victory. That's why you got to understand this, what we are teaching. God has bestowed glory on us and he wants us to use our faith to draw it down. Use our faith to appropriate it to the things that we are dealing with. Let me explain something to you. God wants glory to manifest out of that affliction. He wants his glory to manifest. That's what that place we read says. That this, our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us an eternal, far exceeding eternal weight of glory. So, so what the enemy is meant for evil, God is, is wanting it to turn out for good. So we put our faith, we put our faith in the victory of the cross. Hallelujah. 
We put our faith in the victory of the cross that manifested as resurrection power, as resurrection life. We put our faith in resurrection power, that that power that raised Jesus from the dead can flow into that situation and terminate the suffering, and terminate the affliction, and terminate the, the discomfort, and terminate the inconvenience, and terminate the agent of Satan that has been sent to bring that affliction. The affliction doesn't come from God, and you must not entertain it. No, no, you must not welcome the affliction. So understand what we are saying. We are not saying welcome the affliction. We are saying <laughs> count it all joy. Let, let, let's, let's read that scripture. James chapter 1 verse 2. Say count it all joy. My brethren, count it all joy. When you fall into various trials. James chapter 1 verse 2. Count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete and lacking nothing. So, so he said, count it all joy when the enemy throws trials, the enemy throws affliction. Count it all joy. Press into joy. Why? Because victory has been guaranteed for you. So press into joy. And while you are in joy, hallelujah, while you are in joy, allow, allow that joy <laughs> to produce patience. Say, so let your faith produce patience. The testing of your faith. What affliction is doing is to test your faith. Your faith in what? Your faith in glorification. Yeah, oh, get it, get it, get it. Let's, let's, let's get it. Your faith in, 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 in the power that raised Jesus from the dead. That's what the affliction is testing. Listen, our existence on the earth, our, all our experiences on the earth, is anchored on the victory from the cross. Every victory that you are going to have as a believer is anchored on the victory of the cross. In other words, it's anchored on resurrection power. So your faith is in the power that raised Jesus from the dead. And this affliction is testing your faith in resurrection power. It's testing it. So you will pass that test by staying with it. You will pass that test by staying with resurrection power. Put your faith in that resurrection power. The Bible says, when you do so, it will produce patience. It will produce patience. I know, yeah, sometimes we want, we want the victory immediately. We want the answer immediately. And if it's not coming, we get impatient. We get angry. We start complaining. We start grumbling. We no longer have faith. The devil is a liar. Today we understand how it works. You put your faith and allow patience to mature. Allow patience to mature. Bible says God will not allow you to be tested beyond what you can bear. Mm -mm. He knows what you can carry. He knows what you can bear. He will not allow you to be tested beyond what you can bear. Do what the enemy wants is for you to remove your faith in resurrection power. It's for you to remove your faith in resurrection power. And when you do remove your faith, you've lost. You've lost. You lose. You lost the fight. You lost the battle. If your faith moves away from resurrection power, you lost the battle. Don't let your faith move away from resurrection power. Put your faith in the power that raised Jesus from the dead. 
That's what it is. Your faith in the power that raised Jesus from the dead will raise your body from the dead. Will raise your finances from the dead. Will raise you from the sick bed. Will raise, we deal with whatever demon creating the persecution, creating the tribulation, creating the trial, creating the affliction. These agents of hell, the power that raised Jesus from the dead defeated them on the cross. Do you remember that the whole of hell was defeated? <laughs> Our master defeated the whole of hell. So when I put my faith in that power that raised Jesus from the dead, I will manifest the victory. I will manifest the victory Jesus has already secured. And, and you, God wants you to manifest that victory. He wants you to manifest that victory in this life and then in the life to come. He wants you to manifest that victory. So you put your faith in it now. It will answer you. So, what is happening is, the longer the trial, the longer the affliction, the more your patience, the more your character is forming. And remember, it's not God doing it. It's not God, you know, you know, prolonging the trial. It's not God prolonging the, protracting the situation. No, no, God is not doing it. It's the enemy. And your part is to take the word of God. Take the word of God. I said it on, 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 on Monday. When we, the Bible says... If anyone is suffering, let him pray. Let him pray. What is that? Pray for what? What is prayer? Prayer <laughs> is, the Bible says in 1 John chapter 5, verse 14. I, I think I, I want to read that. 1 John chapter 5, verse 14. L let me read that. <laughs> let me just read that and explain this. In, 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 in verse 14, he says, Now, this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Now, this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. What we're reading from this text tells us that prayer is asking things in accordance with the will of God. That's what prayer is. It's not, complaining is not prayer. It's not everything you open your mouth to say is prayer. It's not, no, no, no. You, you can open your mouth and complain to God. You're not praying. You're complaining. You're murmuring. You can open your mouth and moan to God. You're not praying. You're moaning. So many times people think they are moaning. They are, when they are moaning, they are praying. Or when they are complaining and grumbling, they are praying. No. Prayer is asking things in accordance with the will of God. Meaning prayer is is speaking and praying the word of God. That's what prayer is. If you're not based on the word of God, you're not praying. And God guarantees that when we pray and pray properly, he hears us. And what is praying properly? Standing on the word of God. So what is the word of God? The word of God is that you have been raised from the dead. The word of God is that you've been given the victory. The word of God is that the situation has been rectified. The word of God is that the provision has come through. That the healing has come through. That's the word of God. So stay with the word of God. And when you stay with the word of God and pray the word of God, the word of God manifests. It's the word of God that brings the manifestation of the glory. Because, listen, the actualization of every promise of God is the manifestation of the glory of God. Let me say that again. The actualization of every promise of God is the manifestation of the glory of God. Well, when the Bible says that the eternal weight of glory, that this light affliction is working, the eternal weight of glory, is because you are praying the word of God over that light affliction. 
Not that you are enjoying the affliction. Not that you are tolerating the affliction. No. You are praying the word of God over the affliction. You are saying, I believe your word. You are saying, I'm standing on the word of God. I will stand on this word. I will hold on to this word. And you keep confessing it with your mouth. You keep speaking it with your heart. You keep meditating it to your heart and keep confessing it with your mouth. Yes, your heart meditates it, your mouth declares it. Your heart meditates it, your mouth declares it. That's what brings the victory. So, it is the promise of God that he has given to us in his word. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. But now you are facing a, a situation of lack. And the people who want the money are on your neck. And they are breathing all kinds of insults. That's an affliction. What are you supposed to do? Cry about the affliction? No. Stand on the word. The Lord has supplied all my needs. Stand on the word. Because standing on the word of God, speaking the word of God, praying the promises of God, is what causes the manifestation of the glory of God in the earth. Every time you saw the glory of God manifest in the earth, it is, the fulfill it is in fulfillment of the word of God. The manifestation of the word of God is what brings glory. Hallelujah. 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 But when the Bible says, and we beheld his glory. We beheld his glory because the word became flesh. The word became flesh and we beheld his glory. So when the word of God comes into manifestation, the glory of God is revealed. When the word of God comes into manifestation, the glory of God is revealed. So every time faith is fulfilled and there is a manifestation of what we're believing for, there's a manifestation of the promise of God we held on to, the glory of God is revealed. The glory of God is manifested. So, so when the Bible says that this light affliction is working for us, it's a far more exceeding weight of glory. It is the key is in standing on the word and not give the devil room for him to continue to mess around. Now look at this scripture in, in First Peter as I just uh, take, take uh, let me see if I can take one or two more and I close. First Peter chapter 5 verse 8. First Peter chapter 5 verse 8. The Bible says, be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion. Be sober. Get a grip on your mind. That's what it means to be sober. Get a grip on your mind. Don't let your mind roam around. Don't let your mind be overwhelmed by the suffering. Be overwhelmed by the affliction. No, no, no. Be sober. Don't let your mind be, 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 be taken over by the affliction. For some of us, we are going through something, but what we are going through has taken over our mind. Your, your mind is running riot. The Bible says don't allow that to happen. Be sober. Be, be, be level-headed. Be calm. Don't allow the affliction to take over your mind. The affliction may have taken over your marriage. The affliction may have been taken over your finances or your, your circumstances. But don't let it take over your mind. That's what the Bible says. Don't let the affliction take over your mind. The, it says be sober and be vigilant. Watch out. You are vigilant because there is a creepy, sneaky enemy that wants to play a fast one on you by, 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 not, <laughs> by not allowing you to see how he's moving. So the Bible says be vigilant. Let your mind be alert. Be, let your mind be keen. Watch every movement of the devil. Watch when he is increasing symptoms or he is piling up the pressure. Understand what he's doing. Be vigilant. 
He is trying to get a hold of your mind. Refuse to lend him your mind. Let your mind stay on the word. Hey, Let your mind fixate on the word. Stay with the word of God. He says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Look at verse 9. Resist him steadfastly in the faith. Resist him steadfast in the faith. Resist him. He didn't say tolerate him. He didn't say encourage him. He says resist him steadfast in the faith. Resist that devil. Resist that affliction. Resist that lack. Resist that sickness. Resist that, that uh, 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 upheaval in your marriage. Resist that situation at work. Resist that poverty. Resist it. Resist that temptation to sin. Resist it. Resist him steadfast in your faith. Knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. So he's talking about sufferings here. <laughs> he's talking about afflictions here. Resist the affliction. That's what the Bible says. He didn't say tolerate it. He didn't say fall down and say what will be will be. No. Resist it. Resist it. Steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. Don't let the devil tell you you are the only one going through what you're going through. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. You're not the only one going through what you're going through. Other people are going through it and they are winning. Don't let the devil tell you other people didn't win. And the devil knows how to point people who didn't win. Who, who, you know, who got swallowed. Who got, you know, defeated. Who got... No, no. Listen. Listen. You don't know why they didn't win. You don't know why they didn't win. But you, make up your mind you will win. Make up your mind you will win. Your marriage will thrive. Your marriage will succeed. That child will do well. Listen to me. Faith. Bible says, with God, nothing shall be impossible. And it says, to him that has faith, nothing shall be impossible. So faith puts you in the same place as God. Faith. Faith. Faith, faith is powerful. Faith is powerful. If the enemy steals your faith, then you are done. If the enemy steals your faith, then you are finished. He Don't let him steal your faith. This is where this thing of staying in the word, keep confessing it with your mouth. Don't get tired of speaking. Don't get tired of believing. Don't get tired of speaking. This is the key to the victory. Keep speaking it. Don't get tired of confessing it. Don't care. Don't let the devil tell you it's not working. It's working. In fact, the reason why he's telling you it's not working is because he sees that it's working. And when he lies to you and you take the lie and believe the lie, the lie becomes your truth. The lie becomes your reality. Don't let the devil tell you it's not working. Keep speaking the word that my marriage is thriving. My marriage is working. I am healed. My finances are turned around. Oh, large sums of money come to me in the name of Jesus. It's coming to me in increasing quantities. It's coming to me on multiple or from multiple sources. It's coming to me on a continuous basis. Keep speaking the word of God. Keep speaking and keep declaring it. Keep declaring. Don't, tell, don't let the devil tell you that it's not working. Your words have power. Keep speaking it. Keep speaking the healing in your body. Keep speaking the healing in your mind. The healing in your emotions. Maybe you are, you are hurt and you, you, know, you, you are dealing with that trauma in your mind. Keep speaking that victory over your mind. Speak the victory. Speak the victory. Don't let the enemy tell you it's not working. If the devil stops you from speaking, then he has defeated you. They say a closed mouth is a closed destiny. If the devil stops you from speaking, then he has defeated you. 
Don't let him stop you from speaking. <laughs> Keep speaking it. Keep declaring. That's how you hold on to your faith. He said, resist him. Stand fast in the faith. Faith is believing and speaking. Believing and speaking. That's how you resist him. Stand fast in the faith. Out, out, outsmart him by, keep, by, by keeping at it. Outsmart the devil by keeping at it. Speaking, believing, declaring with your mouth. And the victory will manifest. Hallelujah. I, 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 my time is up. I, I want to say this to you. Victory is guaranteed. Just follow the word. Follow the protocol of the word of God. Follow the protocol of the word of God. Victory is guaranteed. Let's keep speaking the word of God. I'm done for tonight. God bless you. Listen to this teaching again. Let it encourage you. Oh, let it encourage you. I speak strength to your heart. I speak encouragement to you. I don't know what you're facing, but I speak victory to you. I declare you have won. I, in fact, I stand with you now. I declare we have won. We have won. As you, as you come into agreement with me, we, me and you, we have won. In the name of Jesus. In fact, me, you and Jesus, we have won. Yes, because our master won for us on the cross of Calvary. He came, defeated death, defeated Satan, defeated all these things you're dealing with now. They have been defeated. So we have won. We declare our victory and we continue to walk in that victory in Jesus' mighty name. I'll see you next time as we continue sharing on the, on the, on the goodness of God. Amen. Good night. God bless you. There comes a time in your life when you need a change, an upgrade. You need upliftment. You need lasting results. You just want your life to be real. You need your life to be meaningful, deep, full, purposeful, and easy. You're looking for enlargement, amplification, increase, strengthening. You're looking for growth in your life. You want leverage, strategic advantage, gain and favor, ability to influence, clout and strength. Join us at Resurrection Life Church every Sunday. Visit our website .reslife.org.za for more information. Make this year your year of being real. Embrace rapid enlargement and leverage. It is your time.